Hi, my name is Amir Mamdani, and I'd like to welcome you all to The River Rundown, a podcast produced by the Harvard Crimson, focusing on the state of Harvard athletics amidst the pandemic. On today's episode of The River Rundown, I sit down with Tennessee Titans tight end Anthony Ferkser, a graduate of the Harvard football team. We discuss Anthony's career in Cambridge, his difficult journey to making it onto an NFL roster, and his time with the Titans. Ferk, as he is affectionately known to most, also discusses what it means to be a member of the Harvard football fraternity in the NFL, his memory of scoring a touchdown to beat Brady and the Patriots in the playoffs, and his feelings on becoming the starting tight end for Tennessee this upcoming season. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me today, Ferk. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk a little bit about kind of maybe what you've been up to in the offseason in the wake of what was a pretty successful season for you guys and the Titans and kind of just talking through, you know, how things have been with COVID and preparing for, for the upcoming season. Yeah, this is kind of my first off season with like contract negotiations. So it's stressful, but super exciting. I mean, I never thought I'd be in this position kind of starting out in the league and just kind of how my trajectory ended up. But yeah, so that was kind of how the, towards the beginning of the off season went. I mean, yeah, I took some time off like normal and then spent some time with family and friends. Yeah, I mean, I was just using my agent, going through negotiations, going back and forth with the Titans mostly. That was kind of, I was restricted, so I had to talk to them or could only talk to them up until like the deadline. And we pretty much came to terms on a deal before that deadline. But yeah, it was super exciting. And yeah, just going through it with my agent and family and friends. And it was just a pretty surreal opportunity and just glad to be back with the Titans and been having an awesome experience with them the past three years and excited for more. So. Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm curious, like, have you have you been able to go, you know, to the facility? Have you been able to see teammates? How has it kind of been in the offseason in terms of kind of pretty unprecedented stuff in terms of trying to get ready for a season? Yeah, so with all the COVID restrictions are still intact and um, yeah, our team decided to do, or our coaches decided to do virtual for the first half of it. So there aren't too many guys around the facility, a couple guys who live here full time and then a couple other younger guys just to just around. So, yeah, we got a good little group that we're able to go in the facility and, yeah, just get together, get some chemistry and stuff like that. But for the most part, we're just doing meetings on Zoom and talking through all the offense and meeting the new guys and just getting everyone back up to speed and the plan for going to training camp and all. And before maybe before we kind of go a little more into your time in Tennessee, maybe to kind of circle back, you know, back to kind of the start, you know, in terms of your career at Harvard and co- collegiately starting to play, you maybe want to tell kind of the listeners about, you know, how you ended up at Harvard and the, that process of, you know, when you realized Ivy League football might be something you would pursue in high school. Yeah. So, yeah, my recruiting process was I was actually looking for basketball and football at the time. I mean, so yeah, I was kind of feeling both out, just using kind of whatever path would be just the best for my future. And um, I'd wanted to play big time football, was getting some smaller basketball offers, like some Ivy League schools. I was looking at Yale and Dartmouth for basketball, but I was trying to see if I could pursue like bigger time school, whether it was like Rutgers, UConn, Boston College and football. But those offers never came through, unfortunately, or fortunately, <laughs> but um so yeah, so after those, I started turning towards Ivy League bas- Ivy League basketball offers and actually ended up getting an offer by going to a Harvard football camp. Just by chance, they were reaching out to me and I was like, yeah, this could be a cool opportunity. After, yeah, kind of basketball started to kind of like 
fall through a little bit and just like wasn't as much like love or interest. So I just felt like Harvard football would be the best opportunity for school and just for academics and for my future. After committing there, yeah, I had no, yeah, I didn't really have any like inclination I would be going to the pros just kind of, I don't know. I knew it was one double a, it's not like big time football, but didn't play my freshman year. Um, sophomore year was when I started finally playing, but after seeing a couple guys in my position get to the league, whether it was Kyle Juszczyk, Cam Braid, I mean, Tyler Ott was a long snapper and Ben Broniker I played three years with. So yeah, it started becoming just maybe a possibility if that would work out. And yeah, so kind of after my junior season, I started um, getting like reached out by, by some agents. And that's kind of when I started like taking like the serious track and looking and saying, Hey, this is something that can actually happen if someone wants to represent me in that next draft and teams are willing to sign me or try me out. Like this could definitely be a possibility. And that's kind of when I put kind of all my, all my eggs in that basket and really pushed for that, like my senior season and training that summer and training for the pro day at Harvard. You know, you, you touched on this, uh, briefly, but you didn't play your freshman season. And then if I'm not mistaken, you, you were tied for first on the team in touchdowns your sophomore season. And I'm curious and second team all Ivy. I'm curious as to how that kind of, was that just a matter of, you know, there are players of that position as you talked about, or how do you kind of go from, you know, not seeing any time in any games freshman year to kind of being one of the fixtures of the team, you know, from the, from that position, your sophomore year and just kind of what that was like. Yeah. So I came in freshman year and I was, probably just a little undersized, not as strong as I'd like. I pretty much came off playing all basketball and wasn't lifting as much, wasn't as built as I needed to be for that position. My blocking definitely wasn't there. And just kind of overall like gameplay of football was just like still needed to get up to speed, I felt like. And we also had Cam Brait, who was a starter as a senior. So seeing him there, I mean, yeah, there was no reason why I should have been on the field as a freshman pretty much. But, um, but yeah, I got to learn a lot from him. And uh, Broniker was there as well, who was playing alongside Braid. So, yeah, those are two amazing athletes who did a lot for Harvard. And I got to learn from them my freshman year and just have some time to really develop, get into the training program, get my weight up, get my strength up, and really develop and be able to compete and add value to the team. And, yeah, going into my sophomore year, I still wasn't sure if I'd be playing because we had Broniker and we had um, Tyler Hamlin, who was also there. Yeah, he actually ended up getting hurt in the first half of I think it was the Holy Cross game. And uh, yeah, I came in and yeah, ended up scoring my first touchdown that game in like the second half. And then pretty much from there, I got more opportunities and just kept competing and doing well. And yeah, I found a spot on the team. You know, you've talked about it by talking about, you know, Cam Braid, Ben Broniker, you know, these guys from Harvard who've made careers as tight ends, you know, Kyle Juszczyk, you know, as a fullback, but but a tight end in college, right? What do you, I know Coach Murphy's talked about this in the past, but what do you think it is about, you know, the tight end program, whether it's the coaching, whether it's just the kind of guys they're recruiting that, you know, obviously when people think of Harvard football, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of the first people people think of, but when you actually look at it numbers wise, it's it's an incredible kind of pipeline of tight ends to the NFL and what what do you why do you kind of think that that has kind of come to be over the, the past decade or if you have any thoughts on that yeah I mean uh, yeah a lot has to do with it with Murphy and the program he runs and he's directly coaching the tight ends and 
I think he does a lot of the recruiting in for these tight ends and he finds guys that who are as versatile as possible. I mean, that's one thing he stressed to me is he's like, I love that you're a basketball player. And I think that will really help you excel in football and as a tight end, just that type of movement and skills. So I think he definitely looks around for these overall, like all around athletes. And yeah, I think it gets guys that come from good backgrounds that work hard and are dedicated to the team and, and just being in that room, just with a bunch of guys like that, it's hard to like not want to push yourself and not want to be better. Cause you see all these guys you can look up to and see how hard they're working see how dedicated they are and see like the, yeah, everything they do for the team. And just, so I think that whole environment that Murphy creates with the team is just, and especially that position says a lot about how he's able to produce guys into the NFL. To talk a little bit about, you know, maybe your time at Harvard away from kind of the football field and across the river, do you studied applied math? Is that right? Yes. How'd you end up, you know, studying that and like kind of what, what made you kind of pursue that degree, which I would say is probably notoriously difficult, I feel like overall. <laughs> yeah, coming into Harvard, I mean, I mean, I got in with football, just, yeah, I was a little worried about the academic side of things. I was like, am I capable? Like, will I be able to get through this? Just so yeah, but coming in, I did um, econ just because it was like kind of the typical path for a lot of the athletes were doing it. Wasn't as difficult, I've heard. But yeah, I always loved math, like in high school and growing up. And I think I was just scared to kind of go into Harvard starting that. So I started with economics. And yeah, once you're able to pick your major sophomore year, I just, yeah, I realized that I still enjoyed math and missed doing more like math-based stuff because economics was a lot of just theory and you're just, you're drawing these graphs. And I'm like, I'm like, what's the equation for the line? Like, give me some more like statistics behind like why it's looking like this. And that just kind of helped me understand the theories more than, so I was like, okay, let maybe, let me give math a shot and applied math seemed like a good opportunity to give it with a focus in economics and for a future and some sort of like business or finance. Yeah. Football wasn't to work out, but yeah, that's kind of how I stuck with math and had a lot of good friends that helped me out and yeah, just got time to study together and work on problem sets and yeah, just get through it. But maybe before kind of moving on to to your time in the NFL, you know, wondering from your four years being a Harvard football player, if any kind of, or just a Harvard student or both, you know, if there are any memories specifically that stick out as kind of favorites or highlights, Harvard Yale is probably the closest as it gets to to the Super Bowl in college. But um, curious kind of if you have any thoughts on, you know, things that you kind of still think about or moments you had in college that you really kind of value now. Yeah, Harvard Yale is a big one for the athletes and for football players, especially. But yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing was just like the roommates I had. I mean, I ended up not rooming with any um, football guys. I got grouped together with their group of freshmen and Strauss, and we all ended up staying together, blocking together in Lowell House. And I, mean, I think, yeah, just having that group of friends that was like separate from football was just an awesome experience and something I really valued. And that's great because I know I feel, yeah. I feel like you see a lot of athletes you know, that block block with and choose to live with kind of teammates and other stuff. So I think it's always cool when people kind of talk about having a group of friends or roommates that are kind of separate, kind of away from that life, you know, as an athlete, which is so time consuming, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But it just gave me a different perspective and different things to enjoy to be able to branch out, just like different avenues and stuff. So are you still, are you still in touch with those guys now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still in touch with, yeah, pretty much all of them. And we try to get together a couple of times a year, tougher now, cause we're, all over the country but yeah we find ways to make it work and just yeah get together whether it's weekend trips just hang it out just 
yeah, talking about, yeah, just times at Harvard, classes, mostly just how <laughs> how difficult they were. Just, yeah, but yeah, I mean, we all went through it together and something we could always talk about and enjoy. Have you have you successfully converted them to Titans fans? Oh, yeah, they're all, yeah, huge Titans fans. Yeah, they're all over the Instagram commenting, like, <laughs> yeah, so they're loving it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I guess, I guess on that segue, kind of transitioning to kind of leaving, you know, Harvard and, you know, you're talking about how when you begin to realize professional football might be a possibility. I know there's like the Harvard pro day where you kind of, you're working out for scouts and stuff, but can you maybe talk about, you know, the whole process of trying to, you know, I talked to Brent Suter last week of the Brewers and he talked about, you know, the struggle of kind of trying to catch on with the team. It's a little bit different in baseball, but, you know, in football being an undrafted free agent and just that kind of process of whether it's with New York or Kansas City and, and kind of talk, taking us through those those couple years after college? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, where it started was the pro day. Um, yeah, I spent the winter break senior year training in Boston at a facility, but um, ended up wanting to finish my degree. So I went back to school for spring semester, but still had about two more months of combine type training for the pro day. So yeah, that was something that was definitely a struggle, just trying to commit enough time to that. I mean, you see guys going down to Florida or California or Texas and going to these huge facilities and 24-7 is football and training and all these drills that they're going to have and nutrition and all this stuff. So, yeah, that was definitely something that was tough for me just to keep up with the classes academically, the time that took with also putting in as much time as I could to my pro day. But, yeah, I ended up getting through that and signed with the New York Jets after the after the draft as an undrafted free agent. So you go into the rookie minicamp. They have about, what, seven or eight draft picks, and there's like 15 or so probably undrafted guys that most likely don't make the team or almost, yeah, the majority never see like a real NFL roster in a sense. So, yeah, I went into that preseason and offseason and – Thought I did well. I was competing with one other fullback. I was actually a fullback at that time and um, ended up getting cut at preseason. They cut both the fullbacks and signed a defense alignment to play fullback. So like, I didn't really see that coming. But but yeah, it's just like depends on what the team wants, what the roster dictates and everything like that. It's tough to get in and actually went after the, after I cut, I went home for about 10 weeks. I just went back to Jersey and was yeah, training, staying in shape, and was still getting a couple calls for workouts during that time. So I'd go fly out to whether it was like Atlanta or Rams or Cleveland, all have me out for workouts. And they'd basically just try you out for 15 minutes, basically, and either send you a return flight home or yeah, ask you to stay. And all those situations, they just sent me home the next day and went back to just training and thinking yeah, is this actually going to work out or not? And luckily I ended up going to a tryout with the Kansas City Chiefs and rather than give me a return flight home, they actually kept me on the practice squad for seven, yeah, seven, eight weeks until they got knocked out in the playoffs. But so yeah, so I was fortunate enough to get on the practice squad, which kind of got my foot in the door, earned me a little bit more respect, I felt like, and pretty much trained that whole offseason for that upcoming preseason and everything to kind of get a real shot. I mean, I knew Kelsey was there and everything, but I was like, Hey, I feel like I could be a backup and kind of grow behind him. And, but, um, 
yeah, that, that plan didn't really work out. And after the draft that year, on Monday morning, I'm going to work, going to like work out with the team and get on the field. And I get a text, hey, meet me in the off- office, bring your iPad. I'm like, all right, that's it. So walked up there. They're like, we're releasing you and going in a different direction. Like, sorry, here's a trash bag. Pack up all your things. So you get down there, team's getting ready for practice. And I'm there with the trash bag, just dumping in my cleats and jerseys, whatever I had there and going home from there and so yeah i was pretty i was pretty down after that just because i trained so hard that off season and really felt like this is my chance to kind of make the team and get an opportunity to like show the team what i've been doing and everything i've worked for but i ended up talking to my agent and he got me a tryout with the tennessee titans so i went to their rookie mini camp which is what you do when all the rookies come there i was still eligible because I didn't play that my first season. And I went there as just a tryout guy. They bring a couple tryout guys just for bodies for the most part. And I was like, all right, this is probably my last chance to like make an impact and make a team just because I feel like I already was home for most of my rookie season. So like they're just going to move on to the rookie class pretty much. But yeah, luckily they gave me an opportunity and signed me from there. And yeah, I was in there for the off-season program and preseason and ended up making a team and have been able to stick around for most of that. You know, hearing hearing about, you know, you you getting the trash bag in, in Kansas City and going to pack up your stuff, it, it kind of, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, whether you watch like a Hard Knocks or something like that, where it's, you know, it's 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 a grind in terms of just trying to make a team and doing everything you can. And, you know, you're talking about flying from New Jersey to all these places to get 15 minutes field and then maybe get sent home. You know, I'm curious from like a, you know, psychological perspective, like it it sounds like a very difficult kind of thing to do to be kind of like, you know, jetting off all over the country trying to kind of pursue this dream. And, you know, I, I guess I'm just wondering, you know, how, you know, maybe you feel like that kind of experience has maybe helped you, at this point, maybe whether it's staying hungry or whatever the case may be, but just kind of talk a little bit about how that is personally, kind of that experience. Yeah, it's, def- it's definitely demoralizing just knowing you're in that situation. They're like, yeah, they really don't care about you. They're just looking for a body. Like you're at the end of the roster. You're, you'll be cut any day if they sign someone new. So it's just like, I mean, yeah, you really got to have some thick skin and just really find a way to like prove yourself. So, I mean, yeah, I think that was... I mean, that has given me the motivation. Like, I can kind of see, like, a swing, like, when I got cut by the Chiefs. This is, like, my last opportunity. Like, I just felt like, hey, I don't got – like, I don't know. You go to college, you got four years to kind of figure it out. Like, you know you're going to be there for four years. You're not getting cut. You're not getting released. But in the NFL, it's so much quicker, like, the time span. They're moving on to the next guy within the next day, pretty much, if you're not performing. Like, every day is a tryout, basically, just because – there's just so many people out there. There's so many people who can do the job and they're just looking for the next best guy who's younger, cheaper and more effective or whatever. But yeah, I think just after being cut those two times, it shows you that it's like nothing's guaranteed. And if you, if you really want this and you want to pursue it, like you do got to have that drive and motivation to kind of just keep pushing through and just knowing that one opportunity might be your last. And I think just having that mindset after being cut twice kind of just really put me on the road to do what I had to do to like stay on the team and make sure I was doing everything I could to stay with the Titans. And, you know, we can talk about the years in between then and now, you know, after, but 
when you're entering your first off-season contract negotiation, kind of like we started out talking about, how gratifying is it knowing that like kind of that was where you started, where you were kind of like going into this this third team as an undrafted free agent, feeling like this was kind of like maybe your last shot pretty much. And, you know, what, three years later, now you're negotiating your first kind of restricted free agent contract. Like what, what like was that kind of, are those memories kind of flooding back as you're kind of negotiating it and realizing like you've kind of, kind of made it to a certain extent? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, like I said, I had no, no idea about making it this far and like, yeah, sometimes like it's especially weird when I'm going in there and like meeting rookies and rookies are coming to me, like asking me for like tips and questions and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know. I still like kind of look at myself as like feeling like I'm just like just making it or just getting in there, like in that same position. So like kind of that's when it really hits me the most is like when I'm trying to like give advice to younger guys about like how you keep how you stay in the league and what you need to do. So I mean, yeah, those opportunities are just, yeah, just really kind of just, yeah, sets me back to like what I went through and just, yeah, doing whatever it takes to like make it at this point. Yeah, it's been awesome to be able to like celebrate with family and friends and everyone has kind of helped me get to this point, whether it was coaches or trainers or, yeah, just friends that helped me talk me through things and get me through the times where I was down or being cut and move on to the next team. So, so. You know, when you signed on with Tennessee, it was in what it was in 2018. Is that right? Yeah. You're joining a roster with Delaney Walker on it, right? One of really, a really great tight end for for as long as I can remember, as long as I've been watching football. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm wondering is it is it kind of a similar thing to kind of what you're talking about in the Harvard tight end room, where you're learning, you know, you're seeing Cambray, you're seeing Ben Bronick, or these other real professionals, and you know, being in the same room as Delaney and now John U. Smith, who's obviously really kind of separated himself as a great tight end as well. Um, it's kind of a similar kind of learning process where it's like, oh, here we go, kind of all over again, where you're like the new guy learning, learning these things and just trying to kind of stick around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's how I, yeah, you kind of have to approach it as a young guy. Like, yeah, Delaney Walker was doing it for 14, 15 years. And you've seen how he's been able to make it that long and just how he walks around the building and how he trains and how he practices, just all things that you just want to emulate and want to learn from. And same thing with Janu and just. I mean, it's basically every, like every guy in the locker room is just these, um, yeah, just amazing athletes and just like students of the game. And just like, so it's, it really does just like a lot of guys that look to that, like, and everyone's kind of on the team, especially trying to help you out and just get you to where you need to be to like help the team win in a sense. And, but yeah, but yeah, that was a great experience just being with under Delaney Walker and seeing what he did and watching his film and watching them every day, just showed me what it takes to kind of get to that position. And, you know, by now, between 2018, 2019, 2020, you know, you've had three seasons of being, you know, a productive, you know, NFL tight end. One that kind of looking through the kind of the game log and the stats, you know, obviously the 2019 playoffs kind of stick out, you know, from for, from a casual fan, at least kind of scoring a touchdown in the, in the, in the, in the win at Foxborough over Brady and the Pats, you know, and then scoring a touchdown against the Chiefs. Um, maybe kind of just talking through what, what, what those experiences are like and how, how it kind of felt in the moment, or if you're just so locked in that it doesn't even really register as being special in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how it feels when you're kind of on the field. I mean, yeah, I get like, it just feels like practice almost, but um, yeah, again, those times where it's like before the game where I'm walking out there and just like kind of being out there in the field. And then especially after the game, I mean, yeah, I was able to have like 30 or 40 like family and friends that, yeah, you know, family's from New Jersey and 
I got an extended family in Massachusetts who are all like Patriot fans. So like they were able to come to the game and I had, yeah, some of my friends from Harvard who were around who came back. So, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, the touchdown I scored there and just, yeah, it was just a unbelievable experience and just having everybody there to like experience it with me and be able to like share and celebrate and our team to win and beat Brady, someone who I've, yeah, just watched <laughs> all the time growing up. I mean, we went to celebrate in Boston when he beat um, the Falcons on that comeback. I mean, I remember going in like, and next thing I know, I'm playing in him, playing against him in the playoffs. And it's like a pretty crazy moment. And yeah, I was just glad I got to experience that and have my family and friends and just. It was a real, you know, I was looking at the highlights before doing this interview. Real like rainy, classic Foxborough night, you know, 20, what was it, 2013 when, is that, you know, in what's been a three, four year, you know, NFL, three year NFL career, would you say that that is kind of the highlight, personal highlight for you thus far, would you say? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, probably the highlight. Just, yeah, scoring that touchdown. I mean, yeah, he's looking at the video and stuff, like you can barely see any of it. It's like all foggy. I mean, I remember my friends were up up top and they're like we didn't even see the play we just saw you like emerge like with the ball in the end zone so like yeah definitely was a cool experience just to yeah have that you know and kind of moving forward you uh, the, you know to talk a little bit about the titans and the, and the team you guys have kind of established yourselves as kind of a really significant force out of the afc south with you know derrick henry and Tannehill and the wide receiving targets you guys have you want to maybe t- you know Talk a little bit about how you're feeling about the team kind of moving forward outlook-wise, just in terms of competitiveness in, in the division. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for this year. I mean, Vrabel's done a great job of building this team and establishing our identity and, yeah, finding guys who are really bought in and dedicated to what the Titans are trying to accomplish. And, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, definitely lost a couple veterans and stuff like that just in the midst of free agency and signings and, yeah, a lot of guys who are productive and and the receiving game. It was like Corey Davis and Janu and Humphreys. So, but yeah, I'm excited to see our offense rebuilds, and I'm excited for Todd Downing as well, who is my tight ends coach. who got promoted to coordinator now, so I know he did a great job for us as a coach, and I know he's done it before in the Raiders, and I think he's just really smart and dedicated and works hard. And yeah, I know he's gonna do whatever he can to put our offense in the best position and give us the best shot this next year. You know, you touched on Johnny Smith kind of going to the, going to the Patriots this in the off season. And obviously what that'll probably, it'll probably indicate a bigger role f- for you personally, you know, me and I know you guys had a lot of two tight end sets last year, but you know, how do you kind of, how does that impact if at all your mindset going into the upcoming season and what, what that might mean for your role? Yeah. I mean, I'm just treating it like I always do. I mean, training as hard as I can and trying to keep expanding my game and pass game and in the run game as well. And yeah, whatever the team asked or whatever fits best for my skill set and how I can just add value to the team and the offense. I, I can't let you go without asking a little bit. There's a bit of like a Harvard NFL fraternity. It feels like obviously with a lot of tight ends and some O-linemen and, and obviously Fitzpatrick. I'm curious on, on two fronts. First of all, like, are you like the Harvard guy in the locker room? Like, is that, is that a joke that you get first of all? And secondly, like how in touch, if at all, you know, are you with, with the other guys from the league who, who, who played in Cambridge in college? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, in the locker room, I mean, my first year there, I was only known as Harvard. He didn't, like, Rabel didn't even know my name, I don't think. So, I mean, I definitely stuck out of just being called Harvard. So, I mean, that's kind of how that how that went. But, yeah, the guys, yeah, guys around the league, yeah, it's always awesome seeing guys that I personally played with. I mean, whether it was Cole Toner, Broniker, Cam Brate, you always got Tyler Ott. Yeah, I have been. I got to see Fitzpatrick as well. We had a little scrimmage with them like two years ago with the Buccaneers. So, yeah, it's cool. Just yeah, just keeping up with them. I mean, everyone's kind of looking out for each other and congratulating each other if we have a good game. Like I'm trying to reach out to Cam when he was doing well in the playoffs and Super Bowl and everything. So that was awesome to see. And just yeah, it's a cool little just connection that you'll have. And just you know, we've all kind of been through the same path, and especially with Murphy and everything. So. Do you feel like, you know, you touched on this when you're maybe talking about being an applied math major and planning for life kind of maybe without football before you realized it was a possibility. Do you kind of, even amidst your NFL career, do you kind of ever reflect on, you know, you know, the weight and the value of the Harvard degree, you know, whenever, you know, the football stops, stops kind of spinning for you? Do you ever kind of think about, you know, what life might look like after and, 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 you know, how your Harvard experience might factor into that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I know I've seen it with a lot of my teammates and just that Harvard football connection. And yeah, I've got a chance to yeah meet one of the ex-former Harvard football captain, uh, Matt Curtis, who works in a big hedge fund in Boston. And my teammate, Max Rich, works for him. And yeah, he's been following my career and constantly reaching out to me and wishing me well. And just like, so yeah, I think that all came through just the Harvard connection, Harvard football and He's done a lot for the program and he's always looking to help out guys. So, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that, yeah, I have a bunch of people just wanting to help me out and give me opportunities. And yeah, so it's been a blessing for sure that just having that connection. You know, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and talking a little bit about your Harvard experience, a little bit about your Tennessee experience. Uh, I know it's very cool to kind of have alums, you know, making an impact in, 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 at the professional level just because it's so rare, you know, at Harvard and other sports, really. But thank you for taking some time out of your Friday to talk to me. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the River Rundown from the Harvard Crimson. This has been your host, Amir Mamdani, with guest alum Anthony Ferkser from the Tennessee Titans. This podcast is edited by Zing G. New episodes release on Sundays on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.